Welcome to Living a Life Through Books, the podcast about everything bookish. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmed, and today we're having a conversation, but a little bit different. We're going in the direction of building a writing community. So all my writers out there, this episode is for you. I have a very special guest, Surabi Kaushik. Words have always been Surabi Kaushik's best friends, allowing her to find comfort and joy in playing the role of a copywriter, storyteller, poet, or essayist, not necessarily in that order. She enjoys volunteering her time in engaging, building, supporting, and nourishing the writing community through her writing workshops. You can find all of her works on her blog. I will add all her links, including links to the programs she mentions in the show notes. So please take a look. I would love your support of my podcast. You can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash LLTB podcast. Also, another way to support me and benefit yourself and your community is through Libro FM. If you have a paid membership to audiobooks, you need to switch right away to Libro.fm. Use my code LLTB podcast and you get two books for the price of one with membership. Trust me on this one and thank me later. I'll add the links in the show notes. And now let's talk to Srabi Kaushik about building a writing community. Welcome to the Living a Life Through Books podcast. I have a Srabi Kaushik here and uh you're from North Carolina. Well, you're originally from India. and But the thing is, you have an interesting project. It's not interesting. It's really good. Writing project. Tell me more. Just, just tell me. Yeah, firstly, thank you for having me here, Shanaz. Uh, I'm so grateful to be here and looking forward to this podcast. So, um, yes, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. North Carolina right now. Um, originally from India, I moved uh, to the United States in 2015. And the interesting projects that you want to talk about, you want to talk about all the all the work that I've been doing, the community stuff. Yes, yes, the it- yes, your writing workshop, everything that's led to where you are. Oh, okay. Because it's, it's a my- lot. It's a lot. Tell me, just tell me. It's fine. It's, it's my bragging moment right now. Yeah, you just <laughs> brag away. Brag away, but also give my readers, my my readers, my look at me. This is the book writer in me that just comes out. Give my <laughs> give give my listeners something, you know, some bits of information, maybe something to help them either through their reading journey or through their writing journey mm-hmm. while you're talking. Just okay, just keep okay, that yeah. in mind while you're talking. Yeah, I don't want to make this all about me, right? <laughs> well, you can, you can, as long you can, you know, I will still learn from it. It's all good. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, I have a master's degree in mass communication from Bangalore University, which is in India. And I have little more than 15 years of experience as an advertising copywriter in various mid-sized agencies in India. That's my background. 
Right. I've also done content writing for websites. I have submitted short stories and been published in Indian magazines when I was living in India. And See, after you have a shot already. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we said this is a bragging moment, right? Yeah, absolutely. It has to be. And I, after moving here in 2015, I have a visa which does not let me work. Uh, it's a dependent visa, only my husband works. So I was wondering how I can utilize my time and my energy and my work experience to get better at something. You know, right. Do something with that. Um, because the libraries here are great. The books are great. I'm sure there were a lot of, there are a lot of opportunities. But that time as a fresh off the boat immigrant, I was not so aware of what I could do. But right. I did find a writing group at the library uh, in Charlotte, in Uptown Charlotte. They were hosting a writing group every week mm-hmm. come and write and share uh-huh. uh, it's a critique group it's just for you to get uh, mm-hmm. some writing done on that day. right so I joined that group it was really interesting and as I got more and more familiar with how it works it's very different I've never done anything like that back home in India right. also because I did not have the time right I mean I was working full-time I was raising a kid I was doing multiple things so I, I didn't have a group like that so I was excited to find something like that and I asked the person there if I could start volunteering for the group because mm-hmm. it, was, it was a very selfish idea, to be honest, <laughs> because I had so many things in my head. I'm like, okay, I want to go to the park and write and I want to go to the museum and, and, and write or I want to use a different kind of a prompt. You know, there, there were tons of things that I had when I saw the group. I just wanted to do a lot of things because there was so much potential in there and so much diversity and different kind of writers all under one roof. I mean, that's like a buffet for writers, you know? <laughs> but I don't find that as being selfish. You know, everything we could say, oh, I did this because I am selfish. But I really think whatever you do, whatever we do for ourselves, we also do it for others and we benefit society. So if you thought, oh, I'm only doing it for Sarabi. I want to write about this prompt. Chances are other people in the group also thought that and were like, whoa, this is so great. Thank you. So, you know, I I don't look at it as selfishness. I think it's great, but keep going. Thank you for saying that, but actually that's what happened. It worked out. Everybody else also seemed to like uh, doing all the different things, writing at different places, writing on different genres and um, it was fun. And somewhere along, maybe I, I don't remember exactly when, but then I, I was also taking other writing classes around wherever I could in Charlotte, because since I was not being able to work and I always thought of myself as a fiction writer, I thought, let me hone my skills. You know, let me see what I can learn, which I did not get to learn back home. I have you know, all these classes, all these wonderful books to read here. So let me see what I can do about that. And in the process of getting to those classes, I started meeting with, again, very talented people who were teaching a class or another person who was taking the class with me and who was like really good with something, something to do with writing. Like they may be an editor, they may be, you know, something else. So, and then I started asking them if they wanted to come and talk at the library, you know, if they wanted to share whatever two cents of wisdom they have, they were all experts in their own areas. So I just wanted them to come and speak at the library. And my library person also agreed. And she said, this is great. 
Uh, and then that is how a completely different journey, which was like, not just about myself, like you just said, I was like, okay, this can, it's benefiting me. So maybe it can benefit 20 other people. And with the library, as we know, it's all, all the programs are free uh-huh. to attend. Right. And I saw a great amount of talent in there. There were such talented writers and they may not be of all same, same economic level and educational background kind of a thing, but they were really good when it came to writing, whatever genre it was. So I said, let me let me try this new role that I created for myself, where I'm going to bridge resources and talent. Right. You know, I'm going to bring resources to these guys and they have the talent. So that's how far I can go. And then they can take it wherever they want because right. so many people are like, I want to write a book and then I don't know where to start. I don't know where to end. I don't know what to do with this, right? I mean, right. they don't know, but they are good. So that's what I started doing at the library. And that was a completely different journey, unplanned and very enriching for me. I, I just love it. I love talking to people. I love bringing all those guests over there, making them talk to the library folks. It is fun. You know, it's, you know, as you're talking, I think about, you know, I've been in America for a long time. We have libraries. I mean, I've taken courses, blah, blah, blah. But the interesting thing is it's things we take for granted when you, when you're in this country, you're just here. Oh, there's a park here. There's a library. You just take it for granted. You never go there. And someone says, oh, there's a park. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But it's great that you came in and you took a spotlight and you shown it. Yeah, I mean, you put it right on the library and you said, hey, people, do you, are you guys blind? Look, look what you have. And not only did you do that, you, you sat there, not literally, but you know what, whitewashing the walls of this library and making columns and pillars and making this just almost like a holy place. And then people are paying attention you're like calling out to people which is great which is which is nice I mean because half half of us are just sleeping through our lives and and you're just like wake up there's a library we have a writing resource I've got this going I'm gonna do it which is great I I enjoyed the experience very, very much. It was great. I also got to learn so much and um, I'm sure it was helpful to a lot of people. And I'm happy that I could do that, you know, that bridging part, because that was not something I'd ever planned I'll do, but it worked out. I'm glad about that. So this uh, workshop is open to who? Like anyone? Just North Carolina or like I'm in what? I'm in Missouri now, you know. So can I take a writing workshop with your Charlotte, North Carolina library? Right now, yes. Yes, you can because it's on Zoom. Currently, it's on Zoom. So yes, anybody from anywhere can join. And even when it was in person, it was like, in fact, that's one of the affirmations that she used to read from Pat Schneider's book. It says that, you know, it is open to writers of all educational levels and, you know, economic backgrounds. Uh, and a writer is someone who writes. Right. Correct. How... Yes, of course. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. actually on Twitter, there was a tweet that was going back and forth. And someone was like, I'm a writer, but I'm not an author. Or, you know, and it's kind of like, well, I don't know if I'm a writer. And, you know, it's all the stuff. And then someone's like, no, if you write, you're a writer. You're a writer. If you have a book published, then you're an author. 
So tell me how you would take someone, say if I lived in North Carolina and I said, hey, Sarabi, I'm working on my book. I don't know what to do. Where do I go? I, I need help. I don't even know what help I need. I have no idea. What would you say to me? So yes, I'd first ask you to finish your manuscript. Um, okay. Multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> I don't have one ready. Hey, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to say, but Sarabi, I, I need help to, I'm like halfway through this manuscript mm. and I just, I've written a few chapters here and there and I've got this other chapter. I need okay. help to even know if I'm in the right direction before I finish the manuscript. So now let's take me. Yes, from yeah, I can help. I can help with this. Okay, so yeah. I, I would do two things. I would recommend you um, a, a local author's lab where they take people and they, you know, they actually walk them through the entire process. We have something like that in Charlotte at a place called Charlotte Lit. They have okay. something called Authors Lab. I'm happy to share the information with you so that you can put it in your show notes later. Yeah, too. what what we'll do is you you could just send me all your links and I'll add all of that in the show notes. But go ahead, Authors Lab. We have an Authors Lab. Uh, and I also encourage them to find critic groups, you know, where they can take those finished chapters, not all of it, but critic groups have limited space and time, but they can... If you are a regular at a critique group, you can keep taking it there and then you'll have a particular set of audience and they will tell you right. how it's going, you know, and then you will know whether you're headed in the right direction or you want to start over or you'll get some sense of how to move forward with your writing at of whatever stage. But at. how do I find a critique group? I'm, I don't know anybody. Then so I, can, I can tell you, I mean, most local libraries, public libraries do have critique groups is okay. what I think. Uh, we do have one in Charlotte. I'm only aware of the ones here. I no, it's, it's, it's great. See this, yeah. see, this is it. Like someone who listens to this podcast would be like, wait a minute, we don't have that here in my library. And maybe, maybe you've inspired a whole movement across the United States if they listen to this podcast that they're like, you know what, let's go create our critique group. Let's create our author lab. Who knows what will happen, but these are great ideas. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have yeah. critique groups, you have yes. links and yeah. resources to critique and groups. They also, they also have seen, even on meetup, I've seen sometimes people have these writers meet and those kind of things. So right. I'm, I haven't been to a Zoom over there. I am like a hundred percent sure there are writers groups now, especially after the pandemic, they are meet, meeting virtually and discussing manuscripts and pitching, doing query letters and all of that. I'm pretty sure about that. So I'm, I think it would be easier to find now than earlier, especially because a lot of things, everybody's going with the hybrid option right now, you know. For In publishing, you mean, or for critiquing? I'm just talking about generally things after the pandemic, people oh, have just general of, okay. of doing things either virtually or in person, mm -hmm. combination of both, you know, that's, uh, it has become a, a quite commonplace right now. So yes, so if you tell me that, okay, I'm writing, I don't know where to go with it, I would encourage you to finish it. But if you can't, yes, I can guide you to some people who who take classes or who teach uh -huh. different kinds of writing, as long as I know the genre. Like, for example, I don't know anything about sci-fi and horror. So if oh, you come just... to me with something like that, I would I, I can't help you because I do contemporary fiction. I can help with children's fiction. 
and fiction in general is my thing non fiction okay. also yes i can i can lead you somewhere but if you come to a genre which i don't read then i can't help you <laughs> Right, I right. Do, I don't read well, sci-fi. I what is it? Horror? What? Is it? Just take a knife, kill people, blood everywhere. The end. Or add a ghost in there, you know, that walks through the walls and kills everybody. There you go. The end. That's it. It's see, I've got a book in a sentence. That's it. <laughs> One line summary, right? <laughs> Good. Okay. So now someone has gone through all of this, and then they're like, "Hey, guess what?" Remember me? I have a manuscript now. I have all the, ch- it's all, you know, it's been critiqued and all of that by my group and they like it. We've tightened it as close as we can. You know, I cannot work on this manuscript anymore. Now what? So you do want to get the manuscript published, right? At that oh, stage. of course. Yeah. 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 The assumption is okay. to, the assumption is that we're trying to help a writer from the beginning, what resources they need to ultimately get to the final goal, which is to publish their book. I mean, in an ideal world, to even publish with a top five, that's the ultimate goal. You know, like that's kind of where, you know, I want to take my listeners to who are writers. And also like if one of my listeners is going, okay, Got this manuscript. If you say, well, at this point you do this and you can publish on Amazon, maybe some people like, okay, that's enough. And they'll take that information. Mm -hmm. Maybe other people want more. Mm -hmm. They'll take whatever information, but let's talk about first, we've got a manuscript. Okay. We're going to take it all the way to the top. All right. You could show me the levels. Okay. So yes, I can, I can help briefly with that in the sense I can tell you what options are there. Yeah. Uh, I have I know a little bit about self-published. I don't have a published book of my own as yet. Yeah, so no I haven't worries. done it, but yeah, I can it, tell you about the right around the corner. Yeah. Hmm. Sure. So self-publishing, traditional publishing, and also hybrid publishing. Like in one of my programs last month, we talked about I had a guest, a published guest, Bijal Shah, who talked about hybrid publishing because uh-huh. that's how she published her book. Right. So I have all these people, I have these programs. So maybe I should talk about writers beyond borders. Sure. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Writers beyond borders. Okay. Good. Is going. So writers beyond borders is a virtual program that I started in 2020 uh-huh. uh, during the pandemic, and the idea was for me to bring again resources and talent is the same thing, uh-huh. just that this was virtual, and this was a very big group of writers because now it is global since it is on Zoom. So right. I have I created a group with writers from. Everywhere in the world, you can join, you know, from anywhere, primarily from India and the US, but mm-hmm. I also have people from elsewhere joining. That's great. What happens in there is that I have a guest speaker, somebody from the writing world. It could be a writer, an illustrator, a literary agent, an editor, somebody who talks about social media engagement specifically for authors, all these great people. And they speak on Zoom for about 30 minutes about their own journey, about their own creative process, how they got where they are at. And then I open it up for a QA, and a you know, where people can type in questions and the guest I, will answer them. If the, somebody has a manuscript at a finished stage, I can tell them that, you know, I have this program, you can come there, you can ask questions if you want to. And there are some local people that I know uh, out here in Charlotte. So I can connect them. For example, I can connect somebody to a local editor. I can refer them to a hybrid publishing house. 
I can talk, I can connect them to somebody who has a self-published book so that that person will tell them, okay, I did this, this is, these are the steps I took and you can do the same. I can give you the information. Basically, you give resources, which is, which is huge because I'll, I'll tell you as a writer, because now that you say anyone who writes is a writer, okay, so as a writer who's worked on manuscripts and all that, I have a really interesting story. When I was doing my dentistry, I was working on a novel at that time, okay, and I had somebody, I can't remember, it was an assistant or someone in the clinic, she'd read part of it or whatever was part of the story, she'd read it. And here's the interesting thing. You, I want to hear your thoughts on this, but I was about 25 in my 20s, okay? And I was so insecure. I was just like, I mean, I just, okay, my friend, I mean, okay, my assistant can read it. You can read it, fine. But she came back to me and she said, hey, Dr. Ahmed, I just wanted to ask you, I love, love, love the story. It's so good. My uncle is either in publishing or knows someone in publishing or he's an editor, something publishing, okay? Can I give this to him, please? Guess what 25-year-old me said? Oh, no, 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 please don't. No, no, no. Because it's like I believed 100% this book was not good. I was just like, no, this is not good. No, I, I didn't want to be embarrassed put myself out there. And also I was like, no, I'm a dentist. I'm just starting all of this. So that's where that went. Okay. Which, you know, you talk about regrets in life. It's mm-hmm. like, you're like, it's like, what? You know, I look back and I go, wait, someone was offering you something and you said no. And the reason I'm telling you this is because you might get writers mm. who you might read their manuscript and you may be like, oh my gosh, I really like this. I can give you this resource. Why don't you go here? And you may think, I can't believe they didn't take me up on this. But the reason they're not is not because of you. It's not because you haven't done a great job of giving them resources or whatever. The reason could just be their own insecurity and their own fear. So it's just, it's just, I, it's just a thought that came up because, you know, when you, you know, it's like all these resources, this is great, but you also need a little bit of, I guess, a tougher skin, more maturity maybe, because now fast forward, I'm on Clubhouse Hmm. and I'm talking on Clubhouse, this random woman, okay, from India, I'm telling her about my story and she says, Oh, I know two editors of, I don't know, like we're talking like Penguin Random House, Simon Schuster, India. Uh, Can you please send me the first 20 pages of your book and I will give it to them. Well, now at that time I was 48, 47, 48, the 48 year old me said, hold that thought. Give me a month. I'm going to edit the heck out of these first 20 pages. And then I did send it because what do I have to lose this time? 
See, you got well, there. But, but nothing happened after that. But, you know, nothing happened. And she was like, hey, did you hear anything? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't hear anything. And she's like, I gave it to them. And then, you know, moving forward, I did a writer's retreat and I got contacts. But the interesting thing is one of your, I think one of your guests is Alka. Is that right? Is Alka your guest? Was, was not, not, you no. not yet. Not yet. Oh, not, not yet. Not with not, this program. Not with this program. Okay. Because Alka Joshi, right? She happened to be on my podcast, not happened to be connected with whatever, you know, and I contacted her and she is like a phenomenal woman. She's unbelievable. She's so motivational. I just, I want to be Alka Joshi when I grow up, you know, that's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I just, look at me, my hair is great because of Alka. I'm like, you know, she can do it. I'm going to go all gray, darn it. <laughs> so Alka, you know, said to me, hey, let's, um, you know, this is all great, but you need ultimately to invest in yourself. What are your thoughts on that? Like what, what Alka was talking about was a financial investment. So she was actually teaching at a writer's retreat. And that was my very first writer's retreat. I went there because Alka was there and because Alka said, invest in myself. And mm -hmm. I, even, I even messaged her and I said, Alka, is there a reason you feel I shouldn't go to this workshop? I mean, this retreat, because please let me know, because I'm really seriously considering going all the way to I think it was Albuquerque, New Mexico, I think, or something. No, Santa Fe. It doesn't matter. I'm thinking of coming there. Is there a reason? She goes, no. I always say you have to invest in yourself. And so I went there, got some contacts. It's been wonderful. And meeting Alka, and she gave me some contacts. And now I don't even know what the heck I'm talking about anymore. But... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, that is, it, it is almost like what I'm doing, right? I'm telling people to take classes. I'm telling people, okay, go here. And as long as you know what your genre is, if you don't know, it's okay, but keep writing, keep writing. So I highly recommend writers groups, critique groups, courses, wherever it is possible. And I think if, if there is a financial need somewhere that you are not able to afford, ask for a scholarship ask for a scholarship, ask for a waiver of some kind, because you have to get that thing going for yourself. You have to get that class, you know, right. whatever it takes. And if it's not, if A is not working, B will work. Like we just spoke about libraries. There are so many things happening in libraries. People don't know. So Google, <laughs> use Google, Google up and just find those classes, but definitely invest in yourself. That's exactly what I told myself when I came here and I was disappointed that I did. I had a visa, which is not letting me work the way I want to work. I right. am still working. I am building community. This is a role I just created for myself because I want to invest in myself. I, I want to learn whatever I can. So yes, definitely. I agree with her thousand percent. This is great. You're, you're such an inspiration. I mean, I want to, you know, after this podcast, I want to just drive to the library and be like, hey, do we have a writer's program? Because doggone it, they have one in Charlotte, North Carolina. We need one here. So you otherwise, otherwise, send them to me. I'll make them do a hybrid from here. <laughs> Yeah, just be like, can we link up to the Charlotte, North Carolina library? I know someone there. Can we kind of 
get a library coalition friendship going, please, you know. Many other classes also. I mean, libraries, because I'm doing all this work through the library and I'm grateful for it. But there are there are a lot of there is a lot of free stuff now with the internet. You mm-hmm. just have to have the patience to stay there and find those classes and search them out and invest the time and energy. So basically you're saying there are free writing classes online if I were to Google and search and really weed through it and take time to do it. Is that what you're saying? Do I understand you right? Or did I misunderstand? But I'm not able to give you a link to something (laughs) that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My point. No, no, no. I'm just, okay. Yeah. I'm sure there are, I'm not able to think at the top of my head and give you a class and say, okay, go here and, you know, do this. But there are several writing groups I go to and, you know, just going to those groups and writing can also be like taking a class sometimes. Right. Just listening to people sharing seeing what other people are writing about. Like I took this uh, program with Natalie Goldberg, who has written writing, writing down the bones. Is that right? I'm sorry. I, that name sounds familiar. Not the name, but the writing down the bones sounds familiar. And she says, you need to listen. You need to listen to other writers because you need to see the writer's mind. In her writing program, you're not allowed to comment on somebody else's writing. Like if you and I are writing on Zoom and we are sharing our respective writing, I can't comment on your writing, but I just have to listen. I have to see how you're thinking as a writer. And that itself is inspirational, motivational, and that is part of what she calls as writing practice. So it's very different. I'll I'll tell you what, this is like black and white. This is like the flip side of a coin because every writing workshop I have gone to Okay. The way it works is, so if I wrote something, yes, everybody would read it ahead of class. Okay. For short story novels, Mm -hmm. they'd read it ahead of class and then they come in at that workshop and at that workshop, they get to talk and critique and talk about the work. I get to shut up. So I have to listen. The writer has to listen but you're Mm. talking in terms of almost like me the writer comes in and reads my work and everyone else has to listen so what we are talking okay I mixed them up sorry about that okay no 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 I'm just okay fine nobody practice this is like you get you get out of your own way like just it is like if you know also these prints that we do, the morning pages that we do, which we have seen in the artist way. So this is a writing practice, like okay. something you want just for yourself. Okay. We are not talking manuscripts and publishing and okay, all of that. Okay, okay, okay. This is just for you as a writer. For me, it is like cleansing my own writing. That is how I look at it. At writing practice is for me to I am getting out of my own way. So this is the spiritual practice, you know, of writing. Uh, I'm not Sorry, I didn't mean to mix it up with the publishing. and No, editing. no, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I just I wanted to talk about it because that is helpful too, where you just write and you just read and the person listens. And it's that is writing at a as a spiritual practice. That's what I learned from that class. Okay, so I write. It's more of a practice for writers yes. to get to hone their writing skills. It's just writing. So... I do my writing. I also listen to others' works. 
you know, so I listen to a ton of audiobooks. Hmm. Me too. <laughs> I listen to audiobooks like practically daily. I'm like, I consume, I generally consume in the last two years, I've consumed about a hundred books a year. So right now I'm at, I don't know, I'd have to look at my rep thing, 40 something, you know, obviously about whatever, you know, so I'm constantly listening to an audiobook, and which means I'm doing well then I'm, I'm actually doing great. Yeah, you are. You are. Because I do, I do when I'm listening to a book, I'm going, hmm, I like how she presented that scene. Ooh, she, oh, wow. If I had written it, I'd have presented it from this angle. Mm. Oh, no, this is better. Because, you know, and it's, it's not, because sometimes you're reading and then you're like, I start breaking the scene down, which, which then I think, wait a minute, is this good? I'm at, you know, you, you have to, sometimes I think, get that writer out of you and just read and enjoy the book, okay? It's done well, just read and enjoy it. But yeah. then I was like, but why is it so great? <laughs> you can't help it. Me too. I mean, I, I only read as a writer now. I do want to put on my reader hat sometimes and it's very hard for me to do that. I do both. I mean, it's like, I'll just listen. But then there are times I'm just like, can I stop at that sentence or that paragraph? Can I just be yes. one? I just want to. And I'm like, no, just keep going. Keep going. Yeah. You're just it's like. True, true. Very true. I mean, I listen to a lot of audiobooks too. So I completely agree with you on that. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so good. So tell me more about anything else with the writer's program. So in 2020, when the pandemic hit, uh-huh. uh, obviously the library also closed and I was like, you know, I'd been there from 2016. I'd been volunteering. I mean, I still am volunteering. Now we are back to in-person programming and everything. So what happened at that point was I was like, okay, now what do I do? Because I can't go and I can't do the things I was doing before. Mm-hmm. Me being me, I need to keep I need to keep going. Of course, <laughs> yes. I feed, off, I feed off the energy of all these writers and all these groups and all that happens. That uh-huh. kind of keeps me going. So I'm like, what do I do? So then, of course, everybody had discovered Zoom by then. And I'm like, I'm going to do virtual workshops. Mm-hmm. And how, and I think it is because I also have this uh, advertising and marketing background. I tend to look at the market in general. And I'm like, okay, what can I do? What is not already there? Because we have we have these three, four things in Charlotte. I'm, I'm just talking about Charlotte right now. Uh, in the Charlotte writing community, we have you know, three, four writing groups already. Everything was already virtual. So I'm like, what can I do differently? Um, what is going to help people? At this point, I wanted to help because I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm not a doctor. I can't do, I, you know, I couldn't do what other people were doing during COVID, but I'm an artist. I call myself a literary artist. And I'm like, I need to do something for my writing community. So I started three writing uh, workshops, three virtual workshops. The first one is Move to Write, Write to Move. And that is a combination of therapeutic movement and writing. Okay, so I co-facilitate this. I do not do this alone. I have my friend uh, Jyotsna in India. She lives in India in Delhi. And she, she has done a pro degree in therapeutic movement. Okay. okay, so she is, yeah, we both put some workshops together. Therapeutic movement, movement. and writing. writing. Yeah. Okay, therapeutic movement and writing. Because whenever I think about writing, I think about stationary and just sitting here <laughs> and writing 
and hurting my back at some point because I've been sitting in the same position exactly. for 10 years and I'm going, ah, my shoulder hurts, my back hurts. But so it makes sense. And it, it, so tell me more. So yeah, so I, I was just, um, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy girl and I was like stuck in the house and I was like, okay, I don't like this. And yes, I was writing more because, you know, I was just not going anywhere else. These are the initial days I'm talking after, you know. Oh March, yeah, oh, oh, I remember April, this. When we were so uncertain and we were, it was, everything was scary and crazy. So, and then I spoke with her and I said, let's just try three, four workshops. And if it doesn't work out, we have nothing to lose. We will just drop this right here. And, sure. and then we, you know, we wanted to do, we just had some topics, very generic topics. And then we huh? would, we would, um, you will have to attend one of the workshops because I, I can't give it all away here. But okay, yeah, so we had movement and writing in those workshops and people loved it. Okay. Again, we had a great response. People really liked it. And the reason I started was for them, for people to use writing and movement or either writing or movement, even just as one thing, mm-hmm. as a coping mechanism. Because we were all looking for coping mechanisms. How do we cope with this pandemic? Sure. People were going and learning keyboard on YouTube and people were cooking and people were painting. So I'm like, see, whoever they are, they're all geeks and they're all going towards the art. They're all becoming artsy because art, that is why art is so important. Right. That is exactly where people were going. They were like, that's our default. I'm, I'm going to dance and, you know, that is going to make me feel better. Right. Right. So then we brought those workshops and they worked out so beautifully. So they did exactly what we had set out to do because people started coming. They said, we want this. We feel good. And also the sense of community, right? Because even though we are all on the small rectangular boxes on in Zoom, there's a sense of community when you share and people are sharing personal things. People are feeling vulnerable and they really feel safe enough and brave enough to share in that space. That is exactly what I wanted to give them at that point. And I'm grateful to God that it worked out really well. So that is that's one of my virtual writing workshops. Okay. And yet two more. You said you created I have two more. I three have... during the pandemic. <laughs> yes. So the one other one, you know, this Writers Beyond Borders, which I started on my own, which I talked about earlier. Uh, it's only that in 2022, the library uh, said that, okay, we will host it for you. I was doing it on my own up until then. Sure. And then now it's through the library. So it's better. It's better even for the people who come as guests because they get a bigger platform. They get more visibility. That's awesome. Greater audience mm-hmm. for the program as well. So I'm, I'm assuming that there's a greater benefit also to everybody who attends that program. Of course. Or is a guest on the show as well. Sure. And the third group is my smallest, but also my favorite project, which is fun to write, which is a weekly writing group again. But that I open it up, not for any specific reason, but it's only for writers from India. And I have a, we have a very small group, typically only five, six people show up sometimes, sometimes can be even just three of us. We just, again, we write and we share and we give constructive feedback if we can. It's, it's a very easy, like, you know, just enjoy your writing kind of a group. We don't really go to the edits or the critique or serious writing. We want to have fun to write. So we have fun writing. But this is more of a personal group. This is not this like is a, a personal group. Yeah, this is a personal group. Okay. So you've done a lot of work towards <laughs> creating writing community, writing groups, and all of that. So um, where to from here? You know, what? how do you feel that you've gotten so far? 
how does that all feel? And yeah, where to? Was your next step? And yeah, next step. Interesting. Just yesterday, I was telling somebody. I don't, I don't know. I'm just living one day at a time. <laughs> no plans. <laughs> you know, the, that's the that's the best way to do it. No plans, nothing. But I I'm um, I do want to work on a manuscript that is sitting in my computer. It might be my first book. I do not know. I want to write a memoir about my grandmother. My oh. mother, mother. I grew up with her. She was she still is my best friend though she has passed so I have a lot of good memories and um, every time I have written again it's because every time I write about her in the writing groups people are like Subi you should put that into a book Uh, we want to hear more and these are people who are not Indian they're not familiar with the Indian culture but they found it interesting so I'm like okay first I was like who wants to write read about you know what I did with my grandmother when I was 10 years old but turns out people like it and that's even even if they don't I want to write it for myself just like uh, to honor my grandmother and the role she has played in my life that might be my first book I don't know it's lying it's all over the place at this point I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea thank you it's very close to my heart so yeah I just think it's great for me like personally I think we need to honor the stories of our elders and also somehow find a way to um, capture them Mm. because once they're gone if the story is not captured it's pretty much gone so um, I think it's I think it's great I cannot wait to read it personally thank you it's gonna be so amazing this is you know that's the thing I meet people and, you know, so many people have such phenomenal ideas about books and writing and, you know, and you're like, wow, I will read that book. I absolutely will read that book. But then it's like people get busy and, and then you get to the bookstore and you get this sense of a grind, a sense of a, what I mean by that is, okay, this is the prototype of books that get published in the market. If you are of this race and if you if the story is about this and this and if this factor is involved in this factor and this factor, then it'll get published. Mm. There are some amazing books that, I mean, they have been published they're in the bookstore, but they're not in that, like when you walk in, boom, there it is. And it needs to be that way. Like I've done some books in my bookshop, uh, in my bookshop book club that I'm just like, wow, why, why is the world like that? Do you know why publishing is that way? Is it just a business thing? Or I just feel like it's cookie cutter almost. I've heard this, but I, I, I don't know because I haven't submitted anything of my own right now. So I'm not able to comment, but yes, I hear this a lot, but I won't. What I I am going to make a very generic statement on that. Okay. I feel everybody's story is important. Mm-hmm. So just go out and tell your story. Yes, I agree. I mean, if I'm going to put in so much of effort and I want my book to be there in the, you know, in the entrance of the bookstore when I walk in. Yes, definitely. But if it's not, it's okay. You still told your story. And if you're planning to keep writing, then you're only going to get better at it. So I'm only going to say, keep going. I, I don't know much because I haven't faced the manuscript rejection 
I haven't, I haven't entered that stage, you know. <laughs> oh, tell me, I have, I, I'm not there yet, but as soon as yeah. my manuscript's done and edited, I'll be calling you crying every day going, so Robbie, rejection number 27. Exactly. I can't do this anymore. It's like, <laughs> that's what I hear all the time. Yeah. You, yeah. But I really like Alka Joshi had said, I think her book, she said it took her nine years. Hmm. She said, I started it and, you know, it's this whole journey and it's just phenomenal. And she said, you just got to keep working at it, trust yourself and just keep going. That's it. Exactly. And someday this happens. I just hope that someday for us, for me, at least is before I die. It's just that's like, (laughs) no, for real, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, sure. Everyone's like, someday it'll happen. Well, will that someday be when I'm still here? Or will Mm. it be when I'm six feet under the ground when it wouldn't matter at that point? (laughs) (laughs) I'm the the unmotivational poster here. (laughs) uh, Anything else you want to tell my listeners? I'm just going to say anybody who writes is a writer. A writer is someone who writes and Keep at it. Keep at your craft. If you enjoy reading, like both of us do, keep reading. I mean, yeah, I think for us, at least you and me, we have to start reading as readers. <laughs> Not all the time as writers. But. So tell me more. Tell me some uh, books. Give me some of your top five books that you would recommend oh, people to read. I can't. And I yes, can't you can. At the top of my head, anything. I can I can just talk about what I'm reading at, at okay. present. Because I don't have, my favorites keep changing. I was actually thinking before the podcast, what if Shana's asked me, what are my top favorite books? <laughs> and I will say... No answer. <laughs> yeah. So I'm reading this very interesting book. Can you see? I don't know because... Oh, I'm it's uh, fuzzy out. It's fuzzy. Yeah. It's fuzzing out. Just... Uh, it's say, uh, the title is Seeking Fortune Elsewhere. Uh, and it's the author is Cynthia Banu. Okay. An American. Um, so this talks a lot about uh, South Indian immigrants who moved to the United States. And um, I'm not able to give you in one Ryan Savory, but I think this is really very, very well written. I'm enjoying it. I read the author's interview on a magazine and then uh-huh. I picked the book up. Mm-hmm. It is so good. So and the first, it's a collection of eight short stories. Okay. Okay, and the first short story has also won the O. Henry Prize. Wow, okay. I, I like this book. Yeah, this, I enjoy, nowadays I enjoy reading about immigrant stories because that's, that's who I am right now. <laughs> Otherwise, I pretty much read anything fiction. Yeah. You might like my manuscript. You might. It's, you know, it's kind of an immigrant story too. So, um, yeah, well... I just want to say this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing all your knowledge and writing stuff and writing community with me, with all my listeners. And we'll put all the links on the bottom. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you for having me, Shana. This was so much fun. Thank you so very much. Appreciate it. Wasn't it interesting? I find her inspiring, like, wow, developing all these programs for writers, that's just amazing. Anyway, as I mentioned in the beginning, I'll add all her links in the show notes 
And I'll add my links also. Upcoming episodes for this podcast. Well, I'm doing an episode where I'm talking to the editor and some of the authors of an alternative history anthology. This genre is fascinating. I haven't read alternative history, but after talking to these men, I feel like I totally need to start. But then I need to know history really well before I can appreciate the alternative, right? Okay, what else? I am working on getting an author conversation, waiting on the publicist email. The author's book was published by Henry Holt. So yeah, I'm excited and also I love the book and I had a couple of questions, comments, and I cannot wait to chat with the author. So not mentioning names until it's finalized, but it's in the works. And that's all I have for now. Before I go, if you loved this episode or any of my previous episodes, please take a moment to write me a review on Apple Podcasts. Please share this podcast with your family and friends and through your social media channels. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram on Living a Life Through Books. I'm also on Clubhouse. Look me up by name. I'm on TikTok. My tag is at Dr. Shnaz Ahmed. You can reach me through email. My address is livingalifethroughbooks at gmail.com. My website is shnazahmed.com. That is S-H-A-H-N-A-Z-A-H-M-E-D.com. The opening and closing music to this and all my previous episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shnaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time.